a bit lit, celebrating creativity and research of all kinds. Lauren, Ollie, absolutely brilliant to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, a bit lit is a project that was set up in response to COVID to celebrate uh, research and creativity, literature and practice of all kinds. And we've spoken to um, professional practitioners, we've spoken to um, creative writers, we've spoken to researchers, but we've never yet actually spoken to students who are at the, the crucial uh, end of the process of studying and responding to literature and creative writing and indeed creating kinds of criticism in your essays and creative writing uh, in your own right. So thank you so much for joining us. You're both um, students at the University of Roehampton, which is where I and Abitlet are based, and we're absolutely delighted to hear from you. Um, Lauren, would you start us off just by introducing yourself, please? Um, great. So I'm, I'm Lauren. Um, I've just finished my third year um, studying creative writing at Roehampton. Thank you. And Ollie? Um, so I'm Ollie. I've just finished my second year uh, studying English literature at Roehampton, so I'm about to Brilliant. Thank you very much. Um, I mean, I suppose I'd like to start just by hearing about the kinds of um, studying you've been doing, the kinds of reading you've been doing, um, and indeed the kinds of writing that you've been doing. Um, again, perhaps maybe if we start with um, Lauren, would you just talk us through what your experience has been like studying a degree in the last three years? Um, yeah, so I've sort of just finished going through the, the whole process of the um, creative writing degree. Um, and what I've really enjoyed is how um, you, you look at a really wide range of modules in the first year and then as you go through the degree you can um, pick modules which you're um, more interested in or you want to know more about. Um, for me that's been the more the fiction side so I'm looking at short stories and uh, narrative and then in the third year um, going into novel writing and something which I found really useful is looking at the shorter form and being able to sort of perfect the elements of, of narrative and the story in the shorter form has really helped me when I go to the to the long form and, and the novel um, sort of following that that through has been great. Yeah brilliant thank you so much Ollie likewise would you tell us about your just finished your second year right so would you tell us about the last two years? So my first year with English literature a lot of it is uh, to kind of get everyone up to the same point so we uh, focus on a very wide expanse of different books. So it might be from Beowulf uh, in the first original text through to an author like Zadie Smith um, in modern fiction. So it, the first year was very much get to grips with all different types of texts, see what works for you. Um, and then this year in my second year, I've specialized my course a little more. Uh, so for me, that's meant going down more history. Um, so, for example, I've done some study with Victorian literature, uh, history in context. Um, so looking at how history has affected literature throughout different ages and how like novels, texts, poems have changed. Um, so that's been really interesting. And then in my third year, I'm going to take that even further and kind of have a look at how history affects the individual, how it affects texts. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit of a history nerd, uh, but still doing it with a literature focus. Yeah, brilliant. That's fantastic. Thank you. Um, I've got a few follow-up questions for Ollie um, there. I mean, the first one is you talked about specialization and how, you know, the first year is an introduction and kind of wide introduction to different kinds of literature, and then you get to specialize. That must mean that you're studying alongside students who are specializing in quite different things. 
So does that mean that you end up having kind of conversations from, you know, with people who now think about literature and from really different viewpoints because of that specialization? 100%, yeah. Um, so, you know, because I'm more history-based, I bring a historicism um, approach to my work. So looking at, you know, the impact of history on an author and their text. Whereas other people in my year this year have gone more for a gender context and studying women and religion and looking at the differences within different texts for that. So they've brought that perspective to uh, <laughs> the table. And it's been really interesting in, if we're all in one module, to then get different perspectives from different specialisms. You end up coming away from them with more ideas that you, than you started with, and it actually ends up affecting your own work as well, and for a benefit. Um, <laughs> there's been many a time where I've had a feminist critique in my historicism work and then have to kind of remind myself where I lie. <laughs> Great, thank you. And then the other question, I'm, I'm aware that you've also been working recently, amazingly given the current, our own current historical circumstances that you've been working as a director. Um, do you mind telling us a little bit about that and about how that relates to your studies, if at all? Um, yeah, so I'm part of a society on campus, uh, which is a drama society called the Roehampton Players. And amazingly enough, this year, I've managed to direct and put on my own show uh, with them. And yeah, that, it's been a long process. Um, we started the show in November um, when things were kind of looking up a bit more with COVID, um, but only managed to put it on at the very start of June. Um, so it was long-winded, um, but having the experience from the English degree in a very weird way, it really helped me to direct um, and put on the show. So the kind of research and analysis um, that I was doing in my essays, I managed to take into uh, the script and looking into, you know, what does this mean in the script? What should this character be doing? Why is this character doing that? Um, what is this character's potential history? Um, I managed to take that forward. And as a result, it allowed me to create a much more in-depth show um, to a lot of good feedback as well. Um, so personally, I think it was very beneficial. It's not something you'd think that it would potentially affect, you know, history in literature to then doing a show, like directing a theatre show. Um, but weirdly enough, yes, it's, it's been very positive and a quite big impact on the work there. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you. I mean, part of the mission statement of A Bit Lit and also just of my own work is to move between historical and critical and creative and performance practice. I'm always fascinated to hear about that. And yeah. Laura, you too are pointing us in that direction. And you talked about studying fiction um, and moving from short stories, thinking about narrative and then up to novels and about, you know, thinking about form at the level of uh, a, something very small to something massive like uh, like a novel. I mean, those questions, those, those are obviously creative questions and they could be thought about historically. Um, so I'm kind, of, I'm kind of interested to know whether, whether that is something that is a part of the way you think about those processes or if the form is a much more kind of live contemporary issue, an issue that is here right now. How do you feel about those questions? Um, I, I think that probably quite contrasting to Ollie, I'm I'm definitely more interested in some of the more contemporary stuff um, that's going on. I haven't haven't quite gone fully innovative <laughs> in terms of the the short form, but I'm I'm quite interested in flash fiction. Um, and as part of our um, 
as part of our um, degree, um, I, I moved from the um, doing a narrative module and then from there um, did an advanced narrative module which is really um, turning all of the basics that we learned in the first novel on its head, um, learning crazy sort of techniques about uh, tail twist stories or stories that just have little tension or little characters um, um, completely. So sort of throwing everything you thought you knew about um, a story out of the window, which has been really interesting and, and uh, uh, something which I like about more contemporary uh, fiction. Yeah, that's great. That's really fascinating. And I don't know how, how Ollie feels, but in a way, I'm, I'm not sure if those two things are necessarily intention in that, you know, we are ourselves historical beings. We are living through history. We're living through quite a, a specific phase in history at the moment. And I'm, I'm mindful of the fact that if Ollie is just finishing second year, that most of your degree will have happened during COVID. And likewise for Lauren, I presume half of that degree. So there's a kind of example of something which feels historical in the sense of changing how humans live forever and yet it's also contemporary it's with us right now and we're still well we're speaking through a medium which was you know the reason we can't speak in a room together is because of COVID um yeah would you mind telling us a bit about what it's been like to study um during COVID uh maybe Ollie if we start with you yeah um so as mentioned <laughs> the majority of my degree has been under COVID um I probably got half of my first year in normal circumstances um, and then my end of my first year and the whole of my second year has been uh, remote teaching. Um, it's been weird, definitely <laughs> a bit alien in some sense. Um, obviously there's a lot of the social aspects uh, that you are missing out on. I think in terms of a um, study perspective, there's been positives, there have also been negatives. Um, obviously, with literature, um, discussion is a large part of it. So as a negative, you know, it's a little bit difficult when you're on a computer, when you're on Zoom, to get the same kind of discussions that you would get in a room full of people. Um, we always joke that it's like a book club <laughs> in normal circumstances. Um, but at the same time, Zoom has also allowed it to be a bit more a bit easier in terms of how lectures are delivered as well so you know I'm now able to have <laughs> several books on my desk and cross-reference them whereas in uh, a lecture theatre or in a classroom you know you're having to like change the books over all the time um, so that has been a positive actually but um, I'm now in a larger space I'm in you know a room that I'm in the majority of the time um, personally as well I'm a DSA student um, so last year when we were in normal circumstances there were a few instances where I couldn't go to class because of that um, so Zoom has allowed me to still attend my lectures even on the days where I'm not feeling too good um, so personally like it has had a positive impact on my studies. There has just been this really weird university shift where the study is the main focus and there's not much else after that. Um, I'm hoping it gets better in third year, <laughs> but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, of course. Thank you. And just to um, think through, I mean, it's fascinating hearing that lectures have become something 
that Zoom has almost improved what it's like to experience lecture. Is that partly just about ownership of the material that if you want to, you can just press pause, you can go back, you can come back to when you want to, you can control the ambient noise around you perhaps a bit better than you can if you're am amongst a, a room full of other people. Is, is that what's going on? Yeah, definitely. Um, what it made me is for me is I'm a really uh, big note taker. So I like to take a lot of my notes of uh, the lectures, what the lecture is saying, as well as the slides. So having the remote lectures has allowed me to pause the slide, think about it, maybe do some research of my own in between the lecture slides. Um, it's allowed me to personally have more of a relation to what is being talked about instead of just sitting passively and trying to rush my notes. Um, so that has been really beneficial on a personal standpoint. I do know other people though who prefer the in-person lectures just because if they're having that one-to-one, -one, um, that's a lot easier for them. But just personally, I like to pause and do my own research within the lecture. Yeah, that's really great. Thank you. Um, Lauren, how about, how about you? Um, yeah, I've definitely felt a similar thing with that. There's been a few benefits um, as well as the, the negatives of um, online learning. Um, that sort of the, the discussion and the, um, the sort of atmosphere in a room, you can't quite replicate that. But definitely in some of the workshopping I've done during my novel writing module, um, being able to send a document out on email, everyone read the same document and then come to the room on Zoom <laughs> and... Uh, discuss about it, take it in turns to feedback. Um, actually having it more structured has been really helpful in making sure that I, I get all of the feedback and everyone gets the chance to, to feedback um, has been really helpful. Um, and I'm, I'm quite lucky in, in the fact that I, I had my first year and, and the beginning of my second year um, was in person. So that has sort of allowed me to have um, experiences that I might not um, necessarily have, have now. There's a number of um, trips and um, in-person um, classes, going out into London, that sort of thing that um, unfortunately we can't do now, but I am very grateful that I, I had the opportunity. Oh, well, we, I felt you tantalised us there. So I feel like we should hear a bit more about that. I mean, it's one thing I really, <laughs> one of the things I love about teaching at Brampton is that we do get to go out into London. Um, there's been fantastic work from some of my colleagues taking students to Paris. Um, so Lauren, do you, do you, uh, I know you said we can't do it now, so we're going to tantalise people even more, really, if you give us more info. Um, yeah, um, tell us a bit about what that was like. So yeah, the, the Paris trip was um, what happened in my second year, um, and at the time the module was called Beyond London. So um, it was about um, going to a, a place and how um, being in that place and on that location um, influenced your writing and how the history of the place um, and the history of the other writing that's happened in that place has affected um, your your writing. So um, we spent a week in Paris, um, which was amazing, just the writer's dream, really, <laughs> um, visiting all these amazing um, landmarks and historic places, the Sacre-Cœur, the Eiffel Tower, um, uh, Shakespeare and Company Bookshop, which is just amazing, um, and uh, having a chance to um, do a number of like writing prompts um, and activities around those locations and think about how that was really influencing your own writing. Um, for the creative writing students, we um, had to create um, a 500 word um, sort of portfolio of our um, experience in the longer either fiction or poetry piece um, in response to that, which is, you know, 
really great as it's such a creative assignment um, and so specific to you personally. Um, I wrote a lot about my own feelings of, of being in Paris as my first time there um, and sort of things that I was going through personally that, that had happened and, and how being there and being me there affected my writing, which it was just such a great experience. Um, I really hope that students get to do it again in the future. Um, absolutely. Yes, I mean, I think I can say on behalf of the department that we're very keen to um, be doing that in the future as soon as circumstances allow. And Lauren, you put it brilliantly there, being there and being me there is a fantastic way of putting it. And it's a really good summary also of all the things that have been taken away from us in the last couple of years. And I'm really inspired to hear from both of you about, you know, the good things you've taken from that situation, the positives you found in it. It's, that is really incredibly inspiring. Um, and we also think about London as well in our teaching. Um, so we, we go out into London um, and we uh, not only kind of read particular books in the context of the actual places where they were either produced or they're, they're set. So for example, we take students on the Mrs. Dalloway walk. We do the kind of walk that Virginia Woolf gets the reader to think about in the first few pages of that novel. We go on that walk. Um, and then speaking as, the, as a teacher, one of the most wonderful things about that then is students report back on what they saw. And of course, I can't teach that. They were being there, being them, to quote Lauren. Um, and I, I will never be there and be them. So it's a really lovely example of um, some of the creative work that students then report back to us and get us to change the way we think about those streets and that novel, that kind of thing. Um, do either of you want to add anything about studying in London, um, either on modules which think about London or just in general? Do either of you have any thoughts about that? Um, I was just thinking that that links back to what um, Ollie was saying about how um, you can be on the same course but get such different experiences studying different specific things. No one is going to um, have the same feedback from that walk. You're going to notice different things and it's just sort of an extension of, of that. You're on the same course, you're, you're, you're learning the same techniques but it's it's very different. But as for as for writing in London, we we did a, a similar a similar module where um, we derived around London from St Paul's, um, looking at um, those texts. Um, but also we've um, been out into the campus as well. Um, so there's a module called Thinking Like a Writer I did in my first year, where we um, went and, and sat out on uh, the lawn on campus on Froebel Lawn and and really just sort of focused on the senses and. Um, used um, sort of a writer's toolkit, if you like, so a series of prompts, writing in place, using your senses um, to, to create a piece. And that's just like, you know, just a really immersive way of writing. It's great. Yeah, that's lovely. I, I first arrived at Rampton in 2013 and my very first conversation with students was about the campus and about the kind of sensory experience of being on campus. It's a, it's a fantastically beautiful campus, but also contains the most random array of, of things and objects and animals. Um, and um, yeah, geese. I mean, I spoke about geese before I spoke about books with my students. <laughs> because the campus, it is important, they need to be acknowledged. Um, Ollie, have you got any thoughts about um, London or the campus and literature? Um, I think for me, I found it very interesting at kind of the diversity of the course, um, especially because there are people coming from all different walks of life. Um, like myself, I'm like from near Sheffield and I'm quite used to like country lanes, a lot of fields, farms, stuff like that. Um, so in terms of coming to the campus, uh, the green of the campus allowed me to 
adjust to London a bit more, which um, was really nice and it felt very homely. Um, but at the same time, like walking through London and doing the courses which are London focused, um, you get the people who uh, have grown up in London, um, who are seeing it more as like their home and uh, approach it from that perspective. And then from a personal one, I'm a little bit more of a tourist. Um, so I'm coming in not having seen these things before. And that was very interesting uh, to get people's different perspectives and how they were viewing the same thing. Um, yeah, I, I remember specifically thinking that in my first year, uh, there was me and uh, another girl who was from Newcastle, and we had very similar uh, opinions about uh, London and kind of what it looked like. And it was very different to perhaps the people on our module who were from London. Um, yeah, that, that was a little weird, uh, but it was it was nice as well. It, it, really shows the differences um, just from where you're from and where you end up. Sure. Yeah, that's really fascinating. Um, yeah, it is, it is a very, I mean, I'm thinking again about my own experiences as a student and how um, different, you were talking about individuals and diversity and how, you know, the, the particular university you study at and the department you study at affects your, your, the way you read literature. And yeah, Rahampton is such, Rahampton as a university and Rahampton as a, as a location are both such kind of distinctive places and then to be so close to places like Wimbledon Common, Putney, uh, to the river. I really love being next to, so close to the river, given how much, how important the river itself has been to not just literature, but to the history of the city. Um, it re really does change in colour and situate how you read, how you write. Um, so that's completely fascinating. And I, I love the fact you've both stressed the importance of individuals and diversity to the courses, because I think that is that is so important that we have a, a fantastically diverse student body. We try and offer them a diverse range of kinds of literature and then to think about literature from the perspective of inclusion, diversity. Um, Ollie, you were talking earlier about history and, and gender, but also thinking of course that gender has a history and what happens when we start to think about the history of those various kinds of identities. Um, that's really fascinating. Something else which feels distinctive about, about Rahampton um, and studying there is Fincham Press. Uh, so Fincham Press, um, for those uh, new to it, is um, uh, a university press conceived, commissioned, edited and published by people at, uh, at Rahampton and bringing students as well as staff into the world of, of publishing. Um, did, was, was that an important part of um, either your studies or even the choice to come to Rahampton? Um, definitely for me, it was, it was uh, a key part of what um, I wanted from Roehampton um, to to have the, the press um, associated with the university is was sort of like a goal for me when I came to Roehampton. I was like, this is something that I can really work on and 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 try and try and do for myself. Um, and uh, and I think that you know the the tutors they they all support you through that. So um, one of the things I I did when I um, started. Um, getting involved with the, with the Finch and Press was take a piece that I'd already submitted for assessment. I took it back to tutorial and really um, sort of worked it even further, trying to push push it as far as I could, I could far, far as I could get. And um, it paid off because um, I was published in the most recent uh, um, anthology, which is called All That Glitters. Um, and it was just really great to, to experience the publishing um, process before you even leave 
university so even the the process of getting your document back with red, with red edits on because <laughs> it always happens even if you're you know you do all your tutorials and everything it's always gonna be like little tweaks so that that was great and then um the act of signing the publishing agreement felt like a huge deal never done anything like that before um and understanding you know how long you have to wait before you share it elsewhere whether or not you know the rights are still yours all of those sorts of things um which you don't necessarily think about when you're just looking at the text and thinking how good can this be um so that was brilliant um and what i found um with finch and press too was i was asked um by the editor at the time leonie ross um what the intention was of the piece so what was i really trying to get across and that was just for the editor so that we were on the same page and and when they were editing it they knew what i was trying to do um and that's that's something that i i haven't experienced at other um publishing places so um, the whole thing was just a great experience really oh that's fantastic to hear um for those watching who'd like to learn more we'll put a link below the film on our webpage um, to the Finch and Press and particularly to All That Glitters. Um, I don't want to speak for Ollie, but I'm sure both of us are um, honoured to be in the company of one of the people that glitter. <laughs> um, Thank you. Um, yes, yeah, exactly. Um, I think we're moving towards the end of the film now. And I guess I, I'd like to ask a question which just invites you to reflect back on why you chose to do English literature and creative writing um, and how it has felt to to do it. So I guess the question is what you what you value about the degree, what it's brought to you, and maybe what you've brought to it as well. Because I, I really hope that our degree does change around what students are, are looking for. You know, you've spoken about the importance of the individual and diversity within what you study. Um, but yeah, how do you what do you value about the degree? Why English literature? Why creative writing? Um, Ollie, please. Um, for me personally. Uh, I love stories. Um, I love the personalization that you can get through different stories. And I love how relative it is to the individual. So you've got the author, the reader, you've got the characters in the text who tell their own people in their own right. Um, I find that really fascinating how personal a text can be. But at the same time, like <laughs> I always say that literature is life and it, it sounds really cliche and really cheesy, but I really believe it to be true because literature is so reflective of what is going on at any specific time. But you can read a book and trace it back to its history, whether or not that's the author, the characters, or the readership. Um, you can really get a good perspective about what is going on uh, life, whether it's life that has happened, life that is happening, or life that will happen you can get a really good perspective of that through literature. And um, yeah, that's really been the most interesting part for me and why I wanted to go into it. Um, it, it really aids me in pursuing theatre as well to understand stories and life um, and how that can then potentially one day translate to stage. I think this is me trying to develop my understanding of that. Fantastic, yeah, thank you, Lauren. Um, yeah, so so for me, the, the degree has sort of, as much as it's been about writing and the content, it's been about a lot more for me too, like just being um, in an environment where you're with other writers and other people who are interested in, in literature um, and you're all taking each other seriously, you're all being critical of each other's work, you're 
you you want to be better and you want to help other people be better and i feel like um that has been the main thing i've i've got from the degree it's it's sort of gone from me writing my stuff and and friends and family going oh yeah that's really nice to to me taking myself more seriously and having other people take me seriously it's just meant it's just meant a lot and it's done great things for my confidence too um absolutely yeah that's absolutely brilliant to hear um yeah it feels so important to say um uh that what you've both said about literature studying it and creative writing is so inspiring so exciting and um, that notion of taking each other seriously helping people be better um, loving stories and the idea that literature is life I don't think that's cheesy Ollie I think that sounds fantastic and then thinking about how you might transfer that to the world of theatre and one of the things I love about literature is the way it opens up so many different kinds of not just careers, but just kind of lives after the degree. It's constantly opening up the world to you and inviting you to think about it differently. So that idea that literature is life and literature is responding to life. Literature can also open up new kinds of lives beyond it by helping us to imagine differently, think differently. And that notion that both of you raised of just being of being critical, which always sounds so negative, I think, if before you get your head around that idea. But um, I always talk about it being kind of optimistic, skepticism that you're putting things to doubt in order to find if there's a way of making it better um that makes me really excited when it comes to any kinds of humanities study so thank you both um we end by asking what the word literature means to you and um ollie's already told us that literature is life but are there other ways of thinking about what literature is just to help us wrap up um lauren if we start with you please um i think i would say that um literature is is people almost I think that um for me it doesn't it doesn't necessarily matter what the story is about if if you write a character if you write a person that that I love and I'm on board with then then I could read anything if it's if it's written well enough and I think that um people really really make it because that that's what I read to sort of discover to, to sort of like Ollie said to to enter all those different lives to learn to to sort of understand people a bit better um and that's really what what i enjoy writing and what i enjoy reading i love the idea that it's true to people I'm, I'm currently part of a research project project on bears believe it or not uh the animals not the kind of gay man and um it's kind of it's kind of fascinating thinking about you know as a person who thinks about literature it's really humbling to be working with a, a group of animals who really do not care about literature do not produce it do not read it um so i love the idea that literature is people that's fascinating Oli, um, what is literature? <laughs> um, I think literature is a record of who we are and essentially who we're going to be. Um, so, you know, when you read a book, you're different at the beginning to who you are at the end of it. And you take on the perspective of that book. And similarly, when you are writing a book as well, um, it becomes a record of who you are in the moment when you're writing. So to me, that's what it is. It's a record of life. Um, and I think that's a really magical thing because then we're essentially escaping into a life that we already have, but it's just a different perspective and a different version of it. Um, it's literally like parallel dimensions uh, in some weird way, but... Yeah, I, I just find it all very fascinating. Um, and to me, it's a record, um, really. 
Yeah, a record. And then you're also telling us something which changes us. So sort of recording something, but in the act of recording it, changing it. So that, I, I love that, the complexity of that idea. Um, Lauren, Ollie, it's been fantastic talking to you. I've really valued it. Um, I should say this is my first time making in a bit that whilst I'm traveling, I'm currently in a, a friend's flat, which is why I have a cuddly lobster off to my, my shoulder. I haven't mentioned that. So just in case anyone's wondering what's going on over there. Um, absolutely delightful to hear from you and I've learned tons. Thank you very, very much. Thank you so much. It's been great talking to you. Yeah.